0: Happy Showtime to y'all, happy Showtime to y'all, happy Showtime, dear blind squirrels, happy Showtime to y'all. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to the Showtime Fantasy Podcast. Today is Wednesday, September 17th on Langston's birthday eve. This is your host, Ty, back on the winning train, Langston from Phoenix, Arizona, and let me welcome in my co-host who will be in Phoenix, Arizona tomorrow, Trayton Benz. Welcome back, brother. Thank you for having me yeah it feels it feels so good to get back in the win column after a a long absence from it for me so uh you know both langston's getting a w this week. It's kind of kind of feels like we're kind of that the league's back in its normal balance. All things are as they should be um yeah, so talk to me real quick. How nervous did you get uh when Debo Samuel took that Fifty-yard touchdown of the house on fourth down. Uh, I'll be honest. I was watching on my phone the game, and I assumed that they were going to punt. And I was a little behind on my YouTube TV, and so I was in the hot tub at Fitness One watching the game. And I Whoa. assumed they were, I he can assumed afford they, a he can afford a membership at Fitness One, guys. Watch out! I, I assumed they were going to punt, and then I just start getting these texts and it's like Debo Debo and I'm like what um and then I I watched I was like okay I watched the touchdown and all of a sudden Jerry was down by two so I started just kind of doing some probabilities in my head like you know what are the chances they really throw it again could they hand it off to him and he gets like a 20 yard run uh thankfully he didn't really touch it again I don't think he touched the ball again and then uh, Gay ended up uh, attacking on a garbage time field goal. So ended up winning by five. But uh, yeah, I was a little scared of the uh, the miracle for Jerry there at the end. Speaking of miracles, the Oracle himself is going to be missing the playoffs this year. ESPN still giving him a 1% chance, but I'm here to declare Max is out of the playoff race officially. First member of the Blind Scrolls Fans League to be officially out of it at three and seven, only three weeks go. There's just not enough. Ground and not enough weeks left for him to make up that ground. So the Oracle's comeback will be needing to change his team name uh, and start bracing himself for the Sacco. Uh, I think he does still have a good record, but you know, or a good team that has a terrible record. Uh, but I think, you know, I think if he plays his cards right, he could he could avoid uh, becoming our fourth different Sacco. Uh, let's take a look back at what was a very Interesting week 10 in the league, a lot of people with their backs against the wall and they came through. So we had uh, one of our matchups uh, where that was definitely true was circle the wagons, absolutely blowing out the matchup night. No one saw this coming, not even Luke. Uh, Josh Allen comes out with 25 points against the New York football jets. Christian McCaffrey uh, finally back in the 20 burger club. Didn't get in the end zone, but that he just does what Christian McCaffrey does. I think he caught, I want to say like eight passes or something like that. Uh, James Robinson catches for McCaffrey. Jeez. James Robinson, you know, he's Luke's fantasy darling. He got in the end zone. He's been banged up these last couple weeks, but you know, definitely showing up here in uh, Luke's biggest game of the season. Diggs was on the other end of those. A lot of those passes to Josh Allen put up 26, which is really nice for a wide receiver. One Dalton Schultz continues to get phased out (laughs) of the Cowboys offense as Michael Gallup has returned, uh, you know, between Zeke Gallup, Cooper, lamb. I mean, Schultz is at best the fifth option. And I know, with Jarwin kind of on the pine, you kind of figure he's gonna get all the all the tight end work and maybe we'll see an uptick in production moving forward. But Schultz is gonna be hard to count on with all the receivers back. Luke continues not to be good at selecting fantasy defenses, and he will be <laughs> signing Max's petition to rid them as he takes a negative six here. Luke went one by 40 with a negative six from his defense as since or Cleveland got pulverized by the Patriots and Ramondre Stevenson, which we'll get into later. Never play a defense against Ramondre. (laughs) Looking at Luke's bench here, no choose poorly, no dumbass plays. Uh, Jordan Howard becoming kind of a thing over in Philadelphia, but... um... Miles Sanders could be on his way back. So he'll probably never grace Luke's lineup. Looking over at Cole's side, Cole had won four in a row coming into this matchup. He was riding high and he got humbled this week. The matchup night is back to the matchup uh, merchant, I believe, is what I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Matchup back to the merchant merchant here as the Rams finally had a bit of a bagel. Uh, Cooper Cup was still good with 122 yards, but Stafford was disgusting, throwing two interceptions in the first quarter really not on pay, pay, the same page with any of his wide receivers outside of cup. Henderson played okay, but they didn't run the ball a whole lot because they were losing and getting blown out. Uh, Kenyon Drake at RB2. I mean, what is this a 20 team league? I don't really get that play. I'm, I'm just uh, now seeing that he started. Kenyon Drake. I guess, I mean, Camara was bad. hurt mixing on by he has, he was in a tough spot, but, I don't know the fact that he's forced to start Kenyon Drake. Maybe you should have held on to Michael Carter there, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Deontay Johnson, who was uh, traded for Michael Carter, had his second week of the year and week in a row of less than 10 fantasy points. It uh, looks like I got rid of him at the right time. Uh, <laughs> uh, he did choose wisely. I was actually a little surprised that he benched Gusecki who ended up with a zero. So Luke or uh, Cole, escapes the embarrassment of us making that the dumbass play of the week uh he he had one of the smartass plays of the week starting (laughs) who ended up with 8.4 emmanuel sanders just really hasn't been what you thought he was when you spent a fortune on him on waivers wait Uh, are you talking to me or did or sorry oh okay no you were you tried to trade him for aj brown i knew it was something stupid like that um yeah you thought he was worth no, AJ everyone brown and everyone, ri- everyone ridiculed me everyone ridiculed me for dropping him and like everyone went on a yeah beating. some or sorry cole spin up for him everyone went on a bidding war for him and then he sucked ever since yeah not really sure why baker mayfield is on cole's bench. That seems like <laughs> he's starting him this week, I'm pretty sure. Oh wow. Okay. Maybe it was a look ahead to the Rams by and he was just holding the waiver spot. But at the end of the day, Cole gets blown out in this one and the winning street comes to an end. He's still got a solid chance at the playoffs, but he needs the Rams to right the ship. And mm-hmm. uh yeah, looking forward to uh seeing how right. these two teams finish the year. Correction. He had Baker in his lineup, I think on Tuesday, but he has since picked up Tua and has put him in his lineup. All right. So, uh, taking a look at the next matchup from this week, next irrelevant matchup, uh, we're going to take a look at the high score of the week. Uh, Cannon Kern really dominated this week against Andrew, uh, you know, 56 point win 140 to 84 feel the breeze, uh, bounce back in this one. And really, uh, the chiefs bounce back, which, you know, the chiefs are basically Cannon's team right now. um, Mahomes, 400 yards and five touchdowns against the Raiders on Sunday night. Honestly, I watched most of that game. I didn't really think Mahomes played as well as his fantasy output was, but, I mean, 46 points, hard to argue. And then Tyreek Hill did catch two of those touchdowns and got 24 fantasy points. So uh, it looks like his Chiefs combined for 70 points, and Andrew only scored 84. So... Um, uh, Jonathan Taylor continues his dominance, 21 fantasy points at the RB one position. He's, he's just been a stud for cannon lately. Uh, Devante Freeman was not what he wanted at RB two, but, uh, still got the job done. Uh, Cole Beasley. I mean, th- that was kind of an embarrassing start from cannon. Thankfully, it didn't bite him in the butt. Uh, Darren Waller has continued to be a pretty big disappointment. Uh, Swift did have a nice game with 15 points, including 130 rushing yards at Pitt- at Pittsburgh. Uh, Unfortunately, there was two long rushing touchdowns by other Lions running backs. Um, Colts' defense did block a punt and return it for a touchdown, so that was nice for Cannon. Uh, Looking at his bench, he definitely left some points there. Devontae Devontae Smith, 20.6 fantasy points on the bench, could could have started him over Beasley. But it didn't matter because Andrew's team just kind of bageled this week. Uh, Taking a look at who really hurt him, I mean – I, this is definitely a candidate for dumbass play of the week. TJ Hawkinson. Uh, I can't ta- even call it dumb though. Cause it's <laughs> weird. TJ Hawkinson with an actual donut. That was, that was one of the weirder things that happened. I think uh, the lions really just ran all over the Steelers and tried to just keep it out of Jared Goff's hands. And the targets just didn't go Hawkinson's way. And he got, he got zero this week. DJ Moore continues his just absolute free fall and fantasy value as DJ Moore was one of the hot wide receiver ones to start the year, 12, 17, 16, 27. and then since week four, he is only he hasn't yet to eclipse 11 points and he's only gotten 10 one time. So DJ Moore has completely fallen back to earth and is hurting Andrew every single week in his lineup. Miles Gaskin was a complete bum on Thursday night. Um, I mean, really, just nothing great about Andrew's squad. Eckler, Evans, and Fournette all got to thirteen, and, and Cousins got to twenty-one, but just didn't really have the supporting performances that you would you would want to see here. Um, and yeah, this this one was not even close. Cannon just completely blew Andrew out, but Andrew does get back. You know, Saquon, David Montgomery, some guys off of uh, the bye weeks and the injuries. So I think both teams here are now five and five as the entire, what is it, the entire West Division? No, the entire East Division, other than Luke, is five and five. So um, it's going to be really interesting moving forward in that division. Yeah. And Luke has a solid team and is only one game back of that five and five mark. Looking at our third game of week 10. This is going to be our weekly slugfest segment here as uh, Will was just the less gross team of the week. This is kind of like when you go into a small town or something and you look up what they have to eat, and then it's like the only two places in town are like a Subway and an Arby's. And you're just like, I'm just going to – whichever one sounds less gross is the winner. I can't really pick one. Uh, That's kind of what this (laughs) matchup was like. Looking at Josh's team – You know, you do have to feel bad for the way it went down, but at the end of the day, you don't deserve a win if you score 77 points. Herbert, one touchdown pick, 14 fantasy points, garbage. Uh, Dalvin Cook did have a nice day, but failed to get in the end zone on multiple attempts and ended up with 19, but that was the lone bright spot on Josh's roster is Mike Williams continues his fantasy plummet back to irrelevance. Hollywood Brown has his first rough game in a while. Uh, He's been more consistent than that, but the whole Ravens were just trash on Thursday night. Kyle Pitts kind of just was a victim of Atlanta getting absolutely smoked. Uh, Without Ridley, you'd expect Pitts to be putting up a little bit better numbers, but I guess defenses can kind of double him and say, please throw to Zacchaeus or uh, (laughs) Russell Gage. So, uh, four for sixty is not the worst line for a tight end, but you definitely want more from someone who basically is a wide receiver. DK Metcalf, I mean that the Seahawks offense was gross. Russ was off, rusty. It was cold. They got literally shut out. So, uh, I mean Metcalf is going to be. <laughs> I guess he's going to be fine moving forward, but this was horrible. And then. Arizona a week after destroying the Niners get blown out by Cam Newton and his return (laughs) with the Panthers. Just what we love about the NFL is it's so unpredictable from week to week. Cardinals defense seemed to be a smash play and they get absolutely bum rushed here. Now let's talk about the dumbass play of the week here. Antonio Gibson, who Josh drafted so fairly decides to bench him and he scores two touchdowns goes for 20 fantasy points And Josh could have really used some of those points on his team as he took the L, mostly thanks to Josh Jacobs, who only scored six fantasy points on that uh, Sunday night football game against the Chiefs. uh, Getting outscored by Will's kicker by six (laughs) points as Harrison Bucker bangs a couple of uh, pretty nice kicks, five extra points. And uh, I think, yeah, Will ends up taking this one down by less than a point. I would say he has some guys to thank for this, but it's really just him thanking Josh's team for doing nothing. (laughs) I guess I can highlight Jacoby Myers finally getting the end zone and Devontae Adams being good at football, but the rest of his team was terrible. I mean, he literally started Adrian Peterson, Devontae Williams, Dawson Knox. Like (laughs) Will literally just won this game by default, but at this point in the season, you take him any way you can get him. Yeah, I mean, if you think about it, Will has two straight just absolute miracles in a primetime matchup. If you think about last week and the Bears DST winning it for him on the the punt return against Luke or the, the muffed punt touchdown against Luke and then uh, this week with Harrison Butker doubling up Josh Jacobs and he wins by less than a point against Josh. I mean, Will, say what you will about will's team but he's he's getting wins right now and and that's all that matters uh you know i I thought going into sunday it was gonna be really interesting because if josh had won we would have had eight teams in the league at either five or six wins um but i mean will sitting at i think seven and three now is almost all but guaranteed himself out of the sacko Uh, now he likely needs one more win to guarantee himself a playoff spot, but Will's just sitting real pretty here. Um, and like you said, sometimes it's not about what you do. It's about what your opponent can't do. So, um, now time to take a look at our showtime matchups of the week presented by brothers under Christ fraternity. Um, Taking a look at your matchup with Max, you got back in the win column this week. You dominated the Oracle this week, won by 40 points. Uh, taking a look at your team, it was all about Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb, that Cowboys domination of the Falcons, especially in the Ooh. first half. I think you had two stacked touchdowns in the first half, uh, Dak to Lamb. Those two combined for over 55 points. And then, honestly, everything after that was just kind of icy on the cake. Daryl Williams got to 25 on Sunday night, had a ridiculous receiving touchdown. Um, You're starting to look real smart for for bidding up for him on on the waiver wire. Uh, Michael Carter ended up getting like a garbage time touchdown against the Bills and got his way to 16 points. You're also looking pretty good there with that trade, giving away Deontay Johnson for Michael Carter. And then Mark Andrews did get in the end zone on Thursday with 15 points. Uh, You didn't get much from some guys. Aaron Jones left with an injury, had 10 points. Odell, you you just kind of threw him in on Monday night, just blind blind faith. He only got two and then only nine from defense and kicker. Um, Looking at your bench, obviously, A.J. Dillon ended up going off with Aaron Jones leaving, but it's kind of hard to foresee that. Um, Taking a look at Max's team, Russell Wilson was just absolutely dreadful. Five points really really hard to win a fantasy matchup when your quarterback scores five points um look like he was still kind of he was a little rusty off the the hand injury so uh, i mean other than that max's team wasn't awful Najee and dearness johnson both putting up pretty solid lines with 15 and 19 he was pretty he did get some disappointing performances at the receiver spot amari cooper only seven aj brown one catch only two points not gonna get it done here. Cordell Patterson, I I believe, left the game, and then also the Falcons just couldn't do anything. He he had one of he had probably his worst game of the year uh, at flex for Max four point four. He did get twenty two from the Dallas defense, but I mean, uh, and his team got to ninety four. It's not not the worst, but uh, your team just kind of went off this week, and uh, you, you're 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 sitting pretty for the playoffs as well. So, uh, pretty good week from you. Bounce just... back. I don't think it's coincidence that the week I trade for Odell uh, I win by 40 points, you know, it's just kind of uh kind of par for the course is hey, he's bringing some real chemistry over to my squad. And yeah, despite what Max says about my roster, I just outclassed him for the second time this season. So swept, <laughs> swept the Oracle in 2021 and it feels really good. Looking at our last matchup, our last showtime matchup, we've got, Deputy Bacon Show taking down just here for sixth place, 113 to 108. Nice little five-point win here for you. Tom Brady, uh, the quarterback conundrum continues here as Tom Brady had his third bad game of the year and the third time he started for you, two interceptions. I mean, 17 fantasy points, ended up actually beating his quarterback by seven, so not the worst result for you. Zeke gets in the end zone twice. Did fumble, but still ended up with 19 fantasy points. Ramondre Stevenson, what a sneaky good pickup by you with Damian Harris out with that concussion. Ramondre Stevenson goes absolutely bananas, 100 rushing yards, two touchdowns against the Cleveland Browns, 25 fantasy points, and you needed every one of them in this matchup. Justin Jefferson complained a little bit about his target share last week, and this week goes nine catches, 143 yards as the Minnesota Vikings upset the Chargers in Los Angeles. Uh, Tyler Lockett kind of continues to be a bum and, uh, he may look worse and worse for that trade, but a good part of that trade was Georgia V. Kittle, who, uh, found the end zone for the second week in a row. Jimmy Garoppolo really seems to be targeting him pretty often and early in these games. And he's been better than Waller since you made that trade. So a uh, pretty good trade by you looking back, Jerry Judy in his third game back third game back. Yeah. Yeah. Third game back from injury, starting to kind of get a little bit more involved, but uh, their offense isn't that great, so touchdowns are going to be hard to find. Eight fantasy points from Flex, not horrible, and then nine from defensive kicker. You'd probably like to see that be a little higher. Uh, looking over at Jerry's side, Aaron Rodgers, uh, it was kind of just one of those A.J. Dillon, super cold, kind of a yucky game. Ten points from Rodgers. James Conner, honestly, to score 14 fantasy points in a losing effort, uh, not bad from Conner. Markery Ingram. Uh, Mark Ingram actually had a really nice game uh, in the absence of Alvin Kamara. He had 61 receiving yards, four catches, got in the end zone. It looked like 2015 Mark Ingram all over again, much to your chagrin. And then Debo Samuel, wow. I mean, he is one of the fantasy superstar breakouts of 2021. Another booming performance, which puts him at wide receiver three on the season. 27 points in this one, two touchdowns. Uh, Just really explosive player. Timmy Patrick, fireball Tim. Not really sure why he's in Jerry's (laughs) lineup. 2.9 fantasy points for him. Uh, Yeah, I mean, Kelsey, 119 yards, kind of did what Kelsey did. uh, Did what Kelsey does. Collins was (laughs) in that shutout, so he didn't do anything. Defense kicker 13, so... Jerry didn't really need this one. It would have been kind of funny if he had stolen it, but now it's more fun for more people to be in the playoff mix. So you pick up the much needed win and put yourself in striking distance uh, with three games to go. Yep. And now we're going to take a look at our weekly waiver wire. Um, Not going to lie. It was a pretty uneventful (laughs) waiver wire this week. Uh, We've kind of talked about maybe, maybe guys are kind of letting go of the rope. Uh, really think come Tuesday comes around and guys just aren't thinking about waivers anymore. Um, but anyways, taking a look at our waiver wire report. Uh, yeah, there weren't, there really weren't any like no other bids, uh, situate or, uh, sorry, there was a lot of no other bids situations. Not many, not many competing teams for guys. Cannon did grab Deontay Foreman for $35. No other bids. um, Cole picked up Elijah Moore for $15. No other bids. I got Randy Bullock for $6. No other bids. I got the Dolphins defense for $4. No other bids. I got Kenny Galladay for $2. No other bids. Cole got Kadarius Toney for $1. No other bids. Cole got Jason Sanders for $1. No other bids. Max got Hunter Henry for $0. No other bids and Jerry got the Patriots DST for zero dollars. No other bids. So every single acquisition was a no other bids this week. Um it, it, we're kind of getting to that point where the bye weeks are almost over. So uh not many replacements are needed and uh just guys aren't really looking to spend fab. So uh, pretty pretty boring waiver wire to be honest. Uh not even really worth the segment, but you know, we're doing our job. We're getting the the news out to folks. Yeah. I'm getting less and less sad about my lack of fab with what's on waivers. I mean, <laughs> Deontay Foreman is the <laughs> prize of the week. No, thank you. Um, so yeah, boring waivers. So let's move on to everyone's favorite segment. Dun, dun, dun. Trade review. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, my wife is in the other room and I don't want to <laughs> embarrass myself. Um, Ooh, That's <laughs> I think what we're, we're all just, about. I think we just had the one trade this week, if I remember right. Um, it was a pretty big topic of conversation in the group text. I want to say it went down uh, yesterday. It was between me and Andrew, and I traded away Kyler Murray for Miles Gaskin. Um, so, you know, on just from a neutral perspective, taking a look at that swap, obviously Kyler Murray is a superstar and miles Gaskin is uh, a bit of a garbage player. So definitely looks like on the surface that Andrew won the trade. But when you consider that we are both desperate for wins to get in the playoffs, we're both five and five. I, I, I we've talked about this a little bit. I think eight wins guarantees you playoffs seven. You'll need a tiebreaker. So really, sitting at five and five with only three games left. Wins are paramount right now. Kyler Murray is not expected to play this week. And then they have a bye week next week. So really my, Kyler is pretty much useless to me because I'm not playing him either the next two weeks. And I probably wouldn't even play him after that. Cause I'm, I'm pretty set on Tom Brady. So I kind of had to get rid of him and try to get any value. And I really needed to flex this week with Judy out and Calvin Ridley still not back. So, uh, Went to Andrew, who's I know is struggling at quarterback. Miles Gaskin has a really good matchup this week against the Jets. They're 32nd against running back. So decided to to really just kind of take the plunge on Gaskin with maybe a 20-point week this week. Hopefully he helps me win. And for Andrew, it makes sense because he wasn't gonna start Gaskin this week. He doesn't really need him the rest of the season. And he can take a chance on Kyler, who, you know, won't contribute for him now. But if Andrew picks up a couple wins once he gets to the playoffs, Uh, he'll have Kyler as a starter. So I think it makes a lot of sense for both sides. I don't really see – I think the winner of this trade is not going to be determined until we see what Gaskin does this week. If Gaskin has, like, a big week and I win, then I I can't – I think you can't really say I lost the trade. And then if Kyler comes back for Andrew later on and does well, like, that's a win. So it's one of those win-win trades that you can't really say someone lost because – I mean I have Tom Brady so it's not like No, gonna, like, we can say no someone lost uh <laughs> based on uh the events uh, following the trade. So <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's yeah, that's pretty much it for trade review this week. All right, thank you so much and now we're going to move into our preview. Uh huge week in the league, pivotal matchups all over the place here. So pivotal. Super pivotal. Uh, First matchup we're going to break down is going to be between a four and six team and a five and five team. We've got Josh taking on Cole after Josh dropped that heartbreaking loss to uh, Will on Sunday night. This is a must win. Uh, You're not getting into the playoffs with six and he has four right now. So after this week, there'll only be two weeks. So this is, this is an absolute must win here for Joshua Belford. Looking at his matchups, He's got Justin Herbert and Mike Williams. He's still trusting Mike in the other half of that stack. Taking on the Steelers. Steelers defense has been okay this year, and that is a prime time game. You kind of wonder, like, how high scoring could it really get in prime time? Um, Justin Herbert's kind of been on and off the last couple of weeks or so. So, uh, you know, uh, that'll be that'll be a fun one to watch. I think on Sunday night, Josh Jacobs stays in the lineup after bageling for Josh. Uh, Not really sure about that play. He still has Gibson on the bench, so maybe there's some lineup changes coming for Belford uh, over the next couple of days. Dalvin Cook had some absolutely incredible performances last season against the Packers. Josh is hoping he can emulate that this season and start getting in the end zone more often. They are at home. The Packers run defense isn't incredible. So uh, Josh is going to need Dalvin to really carry the flag for him this week. DK Metcalf. This is Russ's second game back. He needs DK and Russ to get back on the same page. Hollywood Brown taking on the Chicago Bears. And then we've got Kyle Pitts on Thursday night football taking on the Patriots. You know Bill Belichick loves to take away the opposing team's best weapons, so we'll see how Pitts handles that. He does have Friar Muth on the bench. Could be a situation where we see him pull a switcheroo here. Um, and then he's going with the Cardinals defense in Seattle. Can't say I blame him after watching Seattle's offense last week, but also – It's in Seattle, and you got to figure they'll bounce back. So I could see him also making a change of defense. Looking at his team, I'm not sure if Josh has actually touched his lineup uh, since last week, (laughs) Uh, which is concerning considering the level of urgency he needs to have this week. Looking over at Cole's side, Matchup merchant is without his Rams this week. Huge advantage for Josh. His fill-ins are kind of meh. He's got Tua. I mean, he is taking on the Jets, which is probably the easiest matchup in fantasy right now. So he's got Tua. He's got Elijah Moore hot off waivers. Elijah Moore has been piecing together a couple of really good games. A little bit of a late-season breakout for the rookie. Uh, Great dynasty pick by me. Uh, we've got Mike Gesicki back at the tight end one spot. Of course, he's of course he's back taking on the Jets. No way he gets zero this week. There is absolutely no chance he bagels this week. Uh, that is the Ty Langston guarantee right there. Uh, Emmanuel Bum Sanders still in his starting lineup. Uh, they're taking on the Colts. That's kind of a that's an that's a pretty solid matchup. Their secondary is not the best. Deontay Johnson. Uh, taking on the Chargers, and then he's got Camaran Mixon back, who he didn't have last week, so that could be huge for Cole. Looking at this matchup, I, I have a feeling that Cole is going to take this one down uh, without the Rams. I just feel like Josh is too desperate for the win and uh you can't you can't just wish up wins in fantasy they have to be earned and they're not going to be earned by uh starting Mike Williams. So I'm going with Cole in this one. It's going to be a nail biter. It's going to come down to the Tampa Bay defense on Monday night and I think they get a pick six on Daniel Jones to break <laughs> Josh's heart and send him to the sacko. Wow. Um yeah, I agree with you. I do think Josh could be looking at some changes in that lineup. I kind of like Joe Burrow over, over Herbert. I, sh- I feel like Herbert's not playing very well. And I I think I think that Sunday night game is going to be kind of ugly. Um, And I, I don't know. I, it's harder for me to pick Cole because his team has been so reliant on Rams, like we've talked about all year, and they're all on by. And his depth is getting kind of exposed here as he's forced to start Tua, Sanders, Deontay with – Probably Mason Rudolph at quarterback, Elijah Moore off waivers. I just don't. I'm not really loving what I'm seeing. You're basically banking on Kamara and Mixon if you pick Cole. And uh, I'm just. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna roll with Josh. I'm actually gonna roll with Josh in a bit of a blowout here. I'm gonna go 125 to 98, Josh. Um, so the next matchup we're gonna take a look at is. Jerry and Max. Um, obviously Jerry sitting at six and four is in good position, but definitely could use another win to to feel even more secure for the playoffs. And then Max at three and seven at this point is just he at Max at this point is just playing the role of spoiler, uh, trying to maybe crawl his way to a relevancy, but at the end of the day, just trying to just trying to beat Jerry as the old arrivals clash here. Um taking a look at this matchup Jerry is sticking with Aaron Rodgers despite his bad performance last week at Minnesota their secondary can definitely be had so uh, I could see Rodgers having a nice game he's got James Connor and Mark Ingram again at the running back spot we don't know if Kamara is going to play I think he's projected to play so if he does play I'm not really sure who Jerry turns to um, I mean Chris Carson he probably goes to a Seahawk whether it's Chris Carson or Alex Collins, but. Collins hasn't really been getting it done, so i will probably be starting Collins and James Conner in that same game, Arizona-Seattle, just hoping that he gets some production there. Uh, Debo, like we said, it's just been a monster. They're at Jacksonville. He should continue his dominance. Jamar Chase comes back off the bye week in a pretty bad game last time he was out. I could see him taking advantage of the Raiders secondary. And then Kelsey is in that huge shootout, Kansas City-Dallas, one of the highest over-unders of the week. I could definitely see Kelsey getting in the end zone for Jerry. Um, and then at flex, if he has to play the Seahawk at RB two. his flex shop, his flex options are not great. I'm not really sure he, who he would go with. He might have to turn to waivers. Um, and then he doesn't even have a defense in right now. He picked up new England. So I'm get, I'm assuming he's going to slot new England in at Atlanta and they've been playing really well. So, um, Jerry's sporting an okay lineup this week, looking at max, Russell Wilson, he's going to stay with him after the, the bad performance last week, home against Arizona. They have a good defense, but, you know, Russell Wilson at home is just kind of hope he gets the three touchdowns somehow. He's got Nick Chubb at Detroit, uh, against Detroit. That should be a gimme, gimme matchup. Uh, Najee Harris at the Chargers. That's another gimme, gimme matchup as they allow a lot of rushing yards to running backs. A.J. Brown against Houston. Amari Cooper against Kansas City. Two uh, – you know, not great secondaries. Jalen Waddle against the Jets. Oh my gosh. Max has so many good matchups. He is going to spoil Jerry's party this week. I am going with the Oracle big in this one. Oracle's comeback is going to spoil Jerry's playoff party. Oracle big. 135 to 82. Yeah. I see this one shaping up a little differently than you. I just think. Now that he's been eliminated, Max is just going to care less than zero uh, about this league. So he's probably already moved on to his other league with his loser friends like Mason and Aaron and Cole Clinton. Uh, So I just think Jerry's more motivated to win this game. Uh, His lineup's pretty solid, and I think uh, Jerry picks up the win and locks himself up a playoff spot. All right, looking at our next matchup of the week, We've got Circle the Wagons taking on Suck My Didka here. Luke desperately needing this one. Andrew also needing a win, but not as badly as Luke. He's got the Bill stack taking on the Indianapolis Colts. He's got Christian McCaffrey taking on the Washington football team at home. His old coach, Ron Rivera, coming back to Charlotte. James Robinson dealing with a knee injury now along with that heel injury. Uh, He's supposed to play, and if he does, he'll be taking on the San Francisco 49ers defense that just completely shut down the Rams. Not really sure about that matchup or the Jags right now, but if Robinson's starting, you got to believe Luke's going to leave him in the lineup. Keenan Allen has been kind of up and down this year uh, as far as touchdowns go. He's in that Sunday night game with the Pittsburgh Steelers, who have a pretty solid defense overall. We'll see if the offensive line can give Herbert enough time with T.J. Watt rushing to uh, him per, to let him find Keenan Allen down the field. We got Chrisery Godwin, Netflix, fourteen point nine fantasy points projected. Uh, Antonio Brown's probably going to miss this game too, so plenty of targets should be there for Godwin against a porous Giants secondary. Uh, looking at Luke's defensive matchup here. He's got Cleveland at home against Detroit. Really not a better fantasy matchup you asked for for a defense home against Detroit. So good stuff there by Luke. He's got Gregory Joseph in a kicker looking at his bench. Not really a whole lot of decisions to be made. Maybe if James Robinson's looking more and more nicked up, he could put in Elijah Mitchell. Uh, But I think Elijah Mitchell also is nicked up with a hand injury or something. So uh, I think he's going to have to stick with James Robinson there looking at Andrew's side. Andrew's got Eckler and Montgomery back. He may have Saquon back. So he, all of a sudden Andrew has an embarrassment of riches at the running back position. He's got Evans and Moore back in at wide receiver Hawkinson off the donut taking on the Cleveland defense. Who's not great against tight ends. So maybe we see a bounce back there from Hawkinson Buffalo defense against Indianapolis could be a fake fan conundrum here for Luke. I am going to go with Luke. I'm going with the circle of the wagons. I just think Luke is, you know, he found that spark last week, got off the losing streak, and I think he's just going to keep pushing forward and give himself a chance in the last week of the regular season, regular season to make the playoffs. So I'm going with Luke in this one, and a bit of a blowout, a bit of a surprise blowout. I think he wins by 30. Yeah, if you take a look at Luke's projected team total, 130, That's that's got to be one of the highest projected totals of the year. And for that reason, I'm going to take Luke uh pretty big, but in a shootout. I'm going to say Luke 150, Andrew 128. So big scoring by both teams, but Luke, Luke's team explodes this week, and he gives himself a chance to make the playoffs. Um all right, now we're going to take a look at our showtime matchups of the week. We are going to take a look at yacht party versus the Bear Jew. Um to the two lowest point scores of the year here, uh, but two of the higher win total teams. As Will is sitting at seven and three, and if he somehow won this one, that would just be the icing on his playoff cake um, for one of the worst rosters in the league. And then taking a look at you, a win would be also be huge for you to to just inch towards the playoffs. Um, so taking a look at this matchup, uh, we've got Dak Prescott at Kansas City versus Lamar Jackson at Chicago. Uh, I think Dak is going to be in that shootout. Uh, Could definitely see him throwing a lot against Kansas City. I I kind of see Dak putting up more points than Lamar here. Taking a look at the running back battle, he's got one of the weaker running back cores that we've talked about all year. He's got Clyde and Adrian Peterson in right now. Um, Clyde, we're not even sure if he's going to play, and if he does, we don't know what his role is going to look like. And then he's got AP, who – At this point, it looks just like the goal linebacker, and he's hoping he falls in the end zone for the Titans. While you have A.J. Dillon, who is going to be by himself against Minnesota, that should be a lucrative play for you. And then Michael Carter, uh, who's been really solid as of late, is taking on Miami at home, who did look good last week, but um, you never really can tell with the Dolphins. Um, and you do currently have Daryl Williams in at flex so I'm not really sure how that's going to shake out if Clyde plays or not if you're going to keep him in there um, he's looked pretty good I assume he'll have a decent role even if Clyde plays so uh, that should be interesting to watch the Chiefs running back battle so you definitely have the overall uh, advantage at running back taking a at receiver we know he has that strong receiving core with Adams McLaurin and Hopkins Hopkins the uh, looks like he's supposed to come back this week at Seattle, but really not sure since they're going into their bye week and Kyler might not play, so we could definitely see Hopkins being held out again. And then Will would have to turn to, I guess, Jacoby Myers again. Um, not, Wouldn't really love that play, but Devontae at Minnesota could well, definitely. Well, Jacoby Myers plays tomorrow night, <clears throat> so okay. he wouldn't know about Hopkins yet. That, that's true. Um, he might have to turn to – I don't know. He has Robbie Anderson right now, but uh, <laughs> not sure about that one. Um, anyways, Devontae could definitely feast against Minnesota, and then Terry McLaurin uh, at Carolina. While you've got CD Lamb at Kansas City, like we talked about, and then Brandon Ayuk. You have Brandon Ayuk in right now at Jacksonville. Um, he, he's been kind of up and down this year, but uh, for your receiving core, you're really just looking at getting a stack touchdown with Dak and CD. Um, And then taking a look at the tight ends, Mark Andrews versus Dallas Goddard. Andrews has been kind of on fire this year. Could be a double whammy if he scores against the Bears. And then Dallas Goddard has been pretty bummy, honestly. Um, You know, just taking a look at these matchups, I think you definitely have the advantage. Uh, We've talked about Will's team just kind of getting lucky wins all year. I think it ends this week. I think you take this one in a pretty low-scoring game. I'm going to go with Ty 98, Will, 95. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. I am going to win this matchup. I think Will's only chance in this one is if Clyde not only plays, but has a great game because that, that would mean Williams has a bad game and it could supplement the lack of scoring on the rest of his team. I, I really don't see Will putting up much of a fight in this one. I think I win going away uh, and, and get my seventh victory of the season. Now, looking at our last matchup, our last preview matchup of Week 11, we've got Deputy Bacon's Chode needing a win, desperate for a win, uh, get 5-5 five and five Trey against 5-5 five five Cannon. Oh, we got the old big room, uh, hot 7 9 or whatever the fuck it was. We've got a great matchup here between Trey and Cannon. Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill, the best stack in fantasy football, taking on the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, you know that they're not going to be able to cover Tyreek Hill down the field. It's going to be an absolute uh, scoring bonanza in that one. Jonathan Taylor has been the RB1 this season, especially as of late. He is taking on a pretty tough Buffalo defense, but... Jonathan Taylor can run on anybody. Uh, We've got the revenge game for DeAndre Swift, who you shipped off for a bag of chips. He is a great receiving back, taking on the Cleveland Browns. Devonte smith after a couple of good weeks graces Cannon's starting lineup he is taking on a pretty good new orleans defense but i guess cannon just doesn't care about matchups darren waller oh this has revenge stuff written all over it darren waller taking on his old manager uh taking on the cincinnati bengals and then oh deontay foreman in at flex for cannon <laughs> uh cannon opting not to go with the uh Corey Davis, Cole Beasley, Jarvis Landry trio of mediocre wide receivers on his bench. Uh, he is going to trust Deontay Foreman, who just looks like a smaller, slower version of Derrick Henry <laughs> And at the flex. You've got the San Francisco D taking on Trevor Lawrence. Never a bad thing to be starting a defense against Trevor Lawrence and Urban Meyer. Looking over at your side, you've got Thomas Edward Patrick Brady on Monday night football. I know you're going to be tuning into the Manning cast on that one. Uh, I could definitely see this game coming down to Monday night football. You're going to be down like 25 points, needing a quarterback breakout performance, which you have yet to get all season long. Zeke Elliott is going to be in that shootout. You're going to need that Kansas uh, City-Dallas game to go your way. You're going to want Dallas to ball control, run the ball with Zeke, bleed that clock, keep Mahomes and Tyreek Hill on the sideline. Uh, Damian Harris is cleared from that concussion and is back in your starting lineup. 11.8 projected points on that Thursday night game. That's our birthday. So you're going to be hoping for some birthday touchdowns from Damian Harris. I'm sure you and me will find a sports bar in Phoenix to watch that game. And then we've got Justin Jefferson and Tyler Lockett in the wide receiver positions for you. Two guys that have been a little big play dependent this year. Uh, Jefferson more consistent than Lockett, but hopefully Lockett taking on not a great Cardinals secondary with Russell Wilson second game back at home, gets back on track, and then George Kittle uh, part of that Waller Swift trade that was crucial for both of you and Cannon's rosters. He is taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars, who actually have a little bit of an underrated defense, but Kittle's been on fire. And then Miles Gaskin who you traded Kyler Murray for. That's right. You traded a top three fantasy quarterback for Miles Trashkin. But this week, his matchup is juicy, gimme, gimme against the New York Jets. So you're trying to buy yourself a win this week. If you don't, it will be devastating. Looking at your defense, you've got Miami against the Jets. So You are just all in on the Jets sucking cock. Can't say I disagree with you. I'm going with you beating Cannon because you're Let's all go. in. And sometimes to win in fantasy, you have to make matchups to win a week. You are right, Ty. You have to go all in. I am a three-time defending champion, and I will not be defeated this week. I am going to ravage Cannon, make the playoffs. Trey, Trey, Trey. All right. Thank you guys all for listening in to our podcast this week. This was your week 10 review, week 11 preview. A lot of stuff exciting. Coming down these final few weeks leading into the playoffs, we'd like to thank our sponsors, uh, ESPN, Google Chrome, Aquafina, NBC studios and Avalon. There you go. All right. Everyone have a great (laughs) evening.